Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. Praise God. Isn't God good? Uh, just before I get into preaching tonight, I got a little story I want to read. As a minister, a preacher, who decided that a vis- visual demonstration would add emphasis to a Sunday sermon. And so four worms were placed into four separate jars. The first worm was put into a container of alcohol or booze. And so the second worm was put, in, put into a container of cigarette smoke. The third worm was put into a container of chocolate syrup, and the fourth worm was put into a container of good, clean soil. At the conclusion of the sermon, the pastor reported the following result. The first worm in alcohol, dead. Second worm in cigarette smoke, dead. Third worm in chocolate syrup, dead. Fourth worm in good, clean soil, alive. So the pastor asked the congregation, what can we learn from this demonstration? A little old lady in the back quickly raised her hand and said, as long as you drink, smoke, and eat chocolate, you won't have worms. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be careful about those questions you ask, you know what I mean? Now, uh, what I'm going to be, be talking about tonight is the solution to every problem. Now, I know that sounds outrageously outlandish and like, you know, is there anything really that is the solution to every problem? Now, I'm not saying that it's going to make our lives problem-free. Somebody say disclaimer. But it will definitely help us with any problem that comes our way, and it's believing in the goodness of God. We have to have the perspective that no matter how life treats us, no matter how difficult things may be at the time, no matter how bad our circumstances may be at any given time, God is good. No matter how bad our situation is, God is good. No matter how badly someone may have treated us, God is good. No matter how bad our mistakes or our sins were in the past, God is good. No matter how bad the pain may be in our life, God is good. Now, this next verse of Scripture is so important for us to understand and wrap our hearts and our belief and our faith around. Psalm 119, verse 68 says, simply, you are good and do good. Now, this has to become one of the core beliefs in our lives. And you know, if we will make this a part of our life, this faith 
this belief in the goodness of God, it will answer a lot of our questions about God. It will solve a lot of the difficulties we may have with life. And that is, it's a, this is so very basic, but so vitally important in our life. Because I'm telling you, I have been a, a Christian since 1975. I've been pastoring since 1979. That means almost 40 years in ministry. And I have seen over the years in, in throughout the world where I have preached, there are so many believers who actually and really wrestle with this one point. Now, we may not think that we do, but because of the statements we make or the way our mind travels sometimes, uh, we may really question whether this is true, and that is that God is good and does good. He is tonight. This is so basic, but so important. It's it's, It's so basic, it's almost like Tarzan and Jane, you know, me Tarzan, you Jane. God good does good. I want you to say it with me tonight. God good does good. Praise God. You know, we could close in prayer, but I got a lot more to say about this tonight. The goodness of God is always greater than whatever evil is in the world around us or may be confronting us in our lives. In Romans 12, verse 21, it says, Do not or do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Good and evil are not equal. Good always God's goodness always outtrumps evil. And if we will allow and wrap our faith around it, our core belief around this important fact, and that is God's goodness, uh, you know what? We will always overcome evil. If, it were, if this were not possible, then the Word of God would not say it, right? If, if we could not overcome evil with good, then God's word wouldn't say, if it's in the Bible, we believe it, don't we? And so therefore, we can wrap our faith around that. We can overcome evil with good. Now, we, we need to look at our perspective. Because oftentimes, the situation that we're in or the problem we're facing isn't the real problem. It's really more how much we are looking and how we view the situation or our perspective. Two people can be dealing with the same problem and yet the outcome can be totally different in their lives. It's about perspective. One person, maybe uh, their faith is wrapped around the goodness of God, and therefore, even though they, they sense the difficulty, even though they may be affected even emotionally by the difficulty, they know that that's not the end of the story. Amen? And so it, it can, helps them uh, through it. But another person can be completely devastated and remain devastated because of their perspective. We need to have the perspective that God 
is good no matter what we're going through. There's a story of two teenage boys, and they, here in Arizona, they, they had heard about a bounty that had been put on coyotes. And so they wanted to earn some spending money, and so they went out into the desert and, and set up a campsite at night, and they were going to hunt some coyotes and, and uh, hoping to, to earn some money, you know, some, some cash for spending and all. And so they had set up their camp. They crawled into their sleeping bags under the stars. But during the night, they were awakened by that strange sense uh, that they were being watched. And so each of them slowly began to sit up and they realized they were surrounded by a pack of coyotes. And one kid whimpers, we're going to die. But the other kid says, oh no, we're going to be rich. (laughs) It's all about perspective. The solution to every problem in life boils down to our core belief in the goodness of God. If God is good, and He is, then good things are going to happen to us in our life, right? Even when the bad happens, God can turn it around. This is why Romans 8, 28 says, we know, and this is something we have to know, that all things, somebody say again tonight, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now, there are always people who will ask the question, say, you know, if God is so good, then why didn't he make a world without uh, uh, pain and suffering and heartache and sickness and death? He did. It was called the Garden of Eden. And if you look in Genesis chapter 1, seven times it says of what God created, it was good. And in the very last time that it's mentioned, it says in Genesis 1.31, God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Now, sometimes we may be looking at a scene in our life or a chapter out of the book of our life, and it it may not look good because of what we're going through. Anybody besides me ever had that? Something that we're going through at the moment doesn't look good. It's, It's not a pleasant experience. It doesn't feel good, and and we're going through a time. But the fact is, if we look at everything God makes in our life, when we get to heaven and we look back at the overall of what God has done in our life, you know what we're going to say? Very good. If we're only looking at a piece of our life, if we get stuck in a moment then life can be so difficult. But we have to have the perspective that the sum total of what God is doing and has done and will continue to do in our life is very good. Now, somebody shout out, very good. good. Ever since God created everything and it was very good, Satan 
has done his utmost to attack the goodness of God. This is how Adam and Eve were tempted in the garden. Uh, the serpent, Satan, called into question God's goodness, didn't he? He told them, told Eve, uh, you know, has God said you shall not eat of every tree? It, and really what he was saying is God's holding out on you and he doesn't have your best interest in mind. Listen, as soon as Adam and Eve questioned the goodness of God, they were tempted. And most of the temptation in our life revolves around this very thing. See, if we understand what sin really does to our lives, then we will not be so tempted to give in to it. Sin causes broken relationships. Sin messes us up royally in our emotions. It hurts us in our lives. It can even cause sickness and all untold areas of pain in our lives. That's what sin and the results of sin is in our life. And God doesn't tell us not to do certain things because he's just this old fogey in the heaven and he's trying to mess up our fun. <clears throat> Can somebody say, I believe that? Good, I, I was a little concerned there for just for a moment. <clears throat> God, you know, God doesn't tell us to wait until we are married to have sex because he's just this, just this cosmic killjoy. He knows of the untold pain and emotional trauma that it will cause in our life. And so God tells us and put, does put boundaries up in our life, not to hedge us in, to mess our fun up, but to, because he loves us so much. Because he is so good, he wants to protect us. Isn't that right? God doesn't withhold any good thing from us. That's what it says in Psalm 84 and verse 11. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Then James chapter 1 and verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. You know what that means is God is, God is always good. And he never changes his mind about being good to us. Now somebody say, I believe that. <clears throat> the cure to temptation in our lives is believing in the goodness of God. If there are things that God has said don't, don't get involved in, it's because he is so good because he loves us and he's trying to protect us. It is a protection from temptation, trusting and believing in the goodness of God. The cure for despair is believing in the goodness of God. Psalm 27 verse 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God or the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now listen, we live in a world that's full of despair and, and a lot of people have hopelessness in their lives, don't we? 
We see that in people's lives, despair and hopelessness. David was kept from hopelessness because of his confidence and assurance in the goodness of God. Depression, despair, anxiety, fear all come when we question God's goodness. And there's a solution Now, I want you to say this with me. You can look on the screen. I want you to say this with me. I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let's say it one more time. I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, every time something bad is going on in our lives, we've got to remind ourselves of God's goodness. You know what? It's about to show up. God's good. No matter what is going on in our lives, no matter what difficulty or problem is going on in our lives, God's goodness is about to show up. Our defense against the bad junk that happens is believing that we will see the goodness of God. Now tell yourself or tell somebody, it's about to show up. Jesus said in John 11, verse 40, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Tonight, you know, there are a lot of us that came out to this place tonight that we really needed to hear that one verse right there. If we would just simply believe, uh, we'll see the glory of God. God's glory is going to manifest itself uh, to us in our lives. Why? Because he's good and his goodness is about to show up. And if we believe, we will see. The goodness of God surrounds us as God's people. His goodness leads us. Romans 2 verse 4 Well, 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 help me out here. Help me. Yeah, that's good. That was good. That was good. There we go. God's goodness leads us, doesn't it? It says in Romans 2 verse 4, God's goodness leads us to repentance. Or God, God's goodness goes before, goes ahead of us. God's goodness leads us, and what it leads us to is to repentance. You know why some people don't get saved? It's because they refuse to believe in the goodness of God. Before I got saved, I remember thinking, you know, I could never live like, uh, like people that I looked at as, as being Christians, you know. I, I had a friend in high school that uh, he uh, used to party with us, and he'd, he'd uh, uh, drink and, and uh, smoke dope with us and all this stuff, and we, we partied together, and then he got saved, and he stopped doing all this stuff. And so I looked at that guy, and I thought, well, that's good for him, but I could never see myself living that way. You know why? It's because I didn't know the goodness of God. And that goodness 
ended up leading me to repentance and a change of mind. And you know, when I gave my life to Christ, that stuff that I used to do that I thought I had to do, I didn't have to do. I, I don't not drink and I don't not smoke dope tonight because I'm just afraid that it's going to send me to hell. I don't drink and I don't smoke dope now. You know why? Because God's goodness is so good, I don't have to waste my money on that stuff anymore. <laughs> Praise God. You know, you know, some people are all uptight about giving offerings and tithes and offerings and giving the mission and all that stuff. I'm telling you, after I got saved, it was a break. Just tithing and giving to God, I mean, it, 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 it saved me money, and I got blessed. Just as a side note, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have to fork out the money to pay for stuff that people smoke today. My gosh, we, never mind, it was... <laughs> It was cheaper back in the day, but I hear it wasn't as good. But anyway, I mean, getting distracted here, diverted. God's goodness goes ahead of us. It leads us, doesn't it? But it also follows us. Psalm 23, verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Now, this is a sure thing for us as God's people. So I, I don't know if you can focus in on that very well, but I want you to say, surely. It's a sure thing tonight that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I want you to say it with me tonight. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And say, surely again. Not surely, surely, surely. It's a sure thing tonight. Uh, God's goodness uh, surrounds us as God's people. It leads us and it follows us. And if God's goodness uh, uh, leads us and follows us, uh, then we cannot fail in this life because of the goodness of God. The, the, found, the foundation for the solution Every problem in life begins with believing in the goodness of God. Now, I want to talk just for a few minutes about how to deal with the bad stuff that happens in our life because all of us know that it does at times. Whenever something bad happens, no matter how bad it is, listen tonight, God can turn it around. And Satan's goal in causing the bad in our life or because, and, and let me just pause for a moment here because not everything bad that happens in our life is because of the devil. I mean, ultimately it could be because of sin and a broken world, but not, it isn't that every bad thing that happens is a direct assault from the devil. A lot of it is. Some of it just happens because we live in a broken and sinful world. Now, I heard about this guy one time. He, he was walking down the street, and he saw the devil sitting on a street corner, and the devil was just sobbing, sobbing his eyes out, just crying and, and having it just uh, look pitiful. 
And so the guy says, well, what's the matter, devil? And he says, it's all these Christians. They blame everything on me. <laughs> now, a lot of the bad that happens in our life is uh, because of an, an assault of the devil. But non, maybe, maybe not everything, but whatever it is in our life, whatever attack it is, whether it's sickness or anxiety or family problems or financial problems, uh, uh, what really is under attack is our faith in the goodness of God. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, what will counterattack any problem that comes against us uh, uh, is believing in God's goodness because all things work together for good to those who love God. And so the solution to the problems that we have in life is a core faith and belief, a firm foundation of believing God is good and does good. Bitterness is the evidence of a person who has lost touch with their belief in God's goodness. You ever seen a bitter person? Have you ever been a bitter person? I have at times in my life. I, they're just kind of, you know, like that. You know, a bitter person will spoil any party. You can have people around, everybody's happy and joyful, you know, and all that. But a bitter, you put a bitter person in there and, boy, it, it just changed the mood, doesn't it? It's almost like this. Well, I, you know, I don't know what everybody's so joyful about. So, you know, if you just give me five minutes, I'll fill you in on what life is really like. Yeah. Kind of bitter. The cure for bitterness is a core belief, a firm faith in the goodness of God. Amen. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. This is Joseph, the Old Testament Joseph. And it says in Genesis 50 verse 20, but as for you, he's talking to his brothers, and I'll fill you in in just a moment. You meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now, this is a guy named Joseph, and, and he is one of those characters in the Bible that convicts me maybe more than anybody else except for probably Jesus himself. He is, uh, he had a uh, a, a charmed life at home with his family. His, his dad favored him, but his brothers hated him. And so then that charmed life turned into uh, a nightmare of, uh, of sorts. His brothers hated him, so they sold him into slavery. After he got sold into slavery, he was lied about and got thrown into prison and for 13 long years, he went through a trial and struggle before God turned everything around and then made him the second uh, in command over all of Egypt. When Joseph uh, interpreted Pharaoh's dream, God turned things around and he was favored and brought into to leadership in Egypt. 
And now in this portion of scriptures, his brothers that sold him into slavery are standing in front of him and, and he has the power to either speak life or death to them. And he speaks these words. I'm going I'm to read it again. But as for you, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is this day to save many people alive. Isn't that good? This is a man, Joseph's belief in the goodness of God kept him from getting bitter and getting weird during that 13 years of trial. What will keep us from getting bitter and weird? Now tell yourself, don't get weird. What will keep us from bitterness and getting weird during the times of trouble in our life is a firm belief, a core faith and belief in the goodness of God. Joseph believed more in the goodness of God than he did in the evil of people. And he overcame evil with good. Whatever bad the devil or other people may mean to use to hurt us, God can turn it around for good for us, and not only for us, but for lots of other people. I've seen this in my own life over, over the years. There are some bad things that have happened to me in my life, things that I walked through that God, listen, used to reinforce my confidence in his goodness because he brought me through. Lots of us have gone through things that we thought, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Or I don't know if life is ever going to look good again. But you know, God has a way of, of taking those events and those circumstances that rock us to our core. And when we continue to just believe in His goodness, God can take those things and not only bring us through, but you know what? He can, he can bring us through on the other side with a compassion and a care and a concern for other people. Now, there's a reason that I preach a lot of encouragement. I don't know if you've ever noticed it before, but I preach a lot of encouragement. I preach a lot about the, about the goodness of God, about the favor of God. And there's a reason I do that. And the reason is because God has been so good to me. <laughs> I mean, he has. I, it isn't that I haven't walked through some difficulties. It isn't that I don't have any problems now. It is though that God has always been good. Even though there have been bad things that happened, God has always shown himself good in my life. And because of that, uh, I'm able to take that goodness of God and that encouragement that he has brought in my life uh, and be begin to smear it around. <laughs> That's what we're meant to do. When God, because God's goodness shows up. Oh man, I'm telling you, God's goodness shows up. It shows up. You may be here tonight. I know that there are those of you here tonight 
that things look difficult, things look hard, but I want you to know it's not always going to be this way. God turns pages. God turns circumstances. God causes all things to work together to good to those who love him. And God is able to take even those bad circumstances, turn them around for good in our life, and then use that as a source of encouragement for you to help somebody else get through their difficulties. Thank God for that grace. So I do. I do preach a lot of encouragement. I preach a lot about the goodness and the favor of God. And, and, and another reason is because I understand that most of us need a lot of encouragement. Because life and the devil and other people and sometimes our own selves hit us with disheartenment, despair, and discouragement. You know, the, the devil is a master at preaching a gospel of despair. And oftentimes it comes in, in our own thoughts, in our heads. He, he plants thoughts in our heads like, you know, you're, you're oh, who are you? And who do you think you are? What kind of a Christian do you think you are? You're, di you're disgusting. I, I can't believe that you would dare to hope for something better. And these thoughts that go, you know what those thoughts are? Those are. Those are seeds uh, from the devil. And he preaches a gospel of despair. And if the thoughts, the, the primary thoughts or the most frequent thoughts uh, in our mind uh, are thoughts of despair and hopelessness, let me tell you something about those kind of thoughts. They're not of God. That's not the voice of God. God's voice doesn't speak to us hopelessness. It doesn't speak and preach despair. It doesn't preach uh, 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 poverty and never being able to get ahead in life. It doesn't speak words uh, uh, that bring us down. His word, his gospel, the word gospel means good news. And he speaks good news, good things in our hearts. Uh, you may have had a, a failure in your life. Uh, if you feel like it's all over and there's no recovery from that failure, that's not God. That's the devil. God uh, said, God's word says uh, that a righteous man may fall seven times. God will lift him up again. God will raise us up. God will clean us up. God will set us on our way because he speaks good news, a gospel of hope. Somebody say hope. God's Word is full of good news and encouragement and hope towards us. One verse here in, in Romans 15, verse 13. I'm getting ready to stop. That's hope for some of you. Now, <laughs> now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God of hope, fill us tonight. Can you say, fill me tonight with hope? God's goodness is showing up. Thank God for that. Tonight, right believing is so important. 
to think the right things about God and about ourself and about others. To have a, a good mental attitude is super important. Even psychologists and psychiatrists will tell us that. But it's not always easy for us to keep thinking the right things all the time because life sometimes happens to us, doesn't it? But if there's one core belief we need to work on and dwell on, it's our belief in the goodness of God. We get that down, we'll be a lot further along in life. God is good. Tonight, God is good, and He does good. That faith will keep us from temptation because we know uh, that uh, if God told us not to do something, it's because He has something better for us. Can you say, I believe that? It will help us deal with the bad stuff that happens in life because all things will work together for the good to those who love God. Somebody said these words, what the enemy sends to defeat us, God bends to complete us. And finally, our faith and confidence in God's goodness will keep us from despair and from becoming bitter because His goodness is about to show up. We're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We have, we have to see how good God is. Now, I want you to just say one more thing just as we're getting ready to close. I want you to say this with me. I believe in the goodness of God. I want you to tell yourself that again. I believe in the goodness of God. One more time, I believe in the goodness of God. See, when we do, it brings such a sense of security to us, doesn't it? Yeah. Knowing that God is good, it, it, it answers so many questions about God. So many people have, have been so confused about God and what God does and, and the, the bad stuff that happens and, and sickness that happens. They think, well, is that, is that God? God is good. Can I tell you something? God is good and does good. God is good and does good. And I want you to say, I believe that. Praise God. I believe you do. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes tonight. <clears throat> Just before we uh, dismiss, if, if you've come to, to the service tonight and maybe you've never given your life to Christ or maybe sometime in the past you have and, and you haven't uh, uh, been in relationship with Him, active relationship with Him for some time, and tonight you say, you know what, I, I need the Lord to touch my life and I want His forgiveness to touch me. You know what, it is God's goodness that leads us to repentance. It's His goodness. It's that, that thing inside that you feel urging you to make a decision for Christ and to ask for His forgiveness. You know what that is? That's a demonstration of God's goodness toward us. Amen. Nobody looking around for a moment. We're going to pray in a moment and just pray a prayer of forgiveness. You're here and you've never given your life to Christ. You've been away from Him for a time. And you say, you know what, tonight I want to ask Jesus to come into my life, come into my heart bring forgiveness in my life. Nobody looking around just for a moment. You just raise your hand up in acknowledgement to your need and before God. You just say, you know what, Lord, I want you to touch. God bless you. Anybody else tonight? God bless you. Honest hearts, God bless you. Praise God. Amen. Amen.
Let's stand to our feet tonight. We're going to pray a prayer together. <clears throat> and we're going to uh, ask the Lord uh, for his forgiveness and thank him for his goodness. He's such a good God. He's such a good God. Let's, let's bow our heads and, and just pray. And would you all pray this with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your goodness that caused you to go to the cross and to shed your blood for my sins. I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask you to come into my heart. Make me a new person. I believe that I am forgiven. And Lord, I believe that I'm going to see your goodness in my life. Your goodness has shown up right now. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.